once again, everybody. Welcome to the Eric St. Show podcast, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. Each and every day of the work week. From the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studios, where we do this show. If you want to email me ever, send me a message. Eric at ericzaneshow.com on the Shoreliners Striping Inbox. Everything on this show is effectively sponsored as much as it as it can be. Uh, that's the way we've uh, kind of done it for the past several years. Seems to work. We'll do it for as long as we can. I hurt my back yesterday. I didn't really talk about it on the uh, Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. But my back. <laughs> oh, hey, my back. Just like our buddy Kenny over there. And I did it in a similar fashion to you. I was running on the treadmill. Of course, you were walking quite a bit slower. I'm guessing. But uh, yeah, this this was this is messed up. Um, it, it, touch and go here. I might have to take it easy because uh, I got on that machine and doing what I normally do, and then uh, at at some point I would stop and get like a sip of water out of the water bottle or something, and then as I would get started again back onto the you know step back onto the uh, a treadmill. I was like, oh, what that that feels a little weird. Huh. Oh, probably nothing. I get off of that thing and then uh like within seconds I can feel it starting to tighten up. I'm like, oh boy. So I'm I'm walking around the YMCA a little gingerly, more gingerly than normal. By the time I get home, I'm like, fuck, holy shit. And um, I sat here doing the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast, and I don't recall it bothering me much at all. I think this is a minor thing, but could become a problem. I'm told that uh, uh, back pain is something that'll knock you the hell out. I mean, back and, and tooth, or tooth, as some people say. If you're on the giant slide, you jump. It's like you jump off a roof. You could even lose a tooth. Took some Tylenol. Woke up this morning. Sopranos theme song. I could sense that it wanted to start hurting. I just, I'm like, you know, I got to take it easy. And then now I can, I can feel it. I, I can feel it. It is a, a left side lumbar, lumbar area of my back. There is something there. It's not devastating but it's enough that it's like oh just want to crack it 
But it, it, you know, it's just some type of muscle tight. Something's out of whack there. So many moving parts in the back to think that it, uh, Kenny, thank God that in a year and a half, you're going to be so much thinner. You're going to be down, you know, down to like 180. Planning and uh, uh, scheduling your skin removal surgery. Because I don't know how your little joints and things like that uh, tolerate it. I don't even know how you're, seriously, that your your body's like, help me, help me, do more DDP yoga, watch less Breaking Bad. Already people are turning on me. Tim writes, if you hurt your back, does that mean Mike Ball is back as a favorite to win the half marathon, even with COVID lungs? Look, let me tell you, I have never been a favorite in that race. I will tell you right now, right now, I could do, if if I raced today, I could get that half marathon done in 25 minutes faster than what I did last time. And I'd still lose by 20 minutes. I bet right now I could do a half marathon in an hour and 57 minutes. Now, Mike did it in like a buck 38 last year. I think. I don't recall. So, there you go. Now, I have no idea if he has the ability to pull that off now. Even if he's 10 minutes slower, he's still going to beat the shit out of me. Aram turns on me, of course, because he's a uh, he's a devious troublemaker. He says uh, now Eric has an excuse for losing the race. Saucer full of pigs makes a great point. He was never winning. Zane can't get his diet under control. LOL. I'm glad you bring that up because this is how it unfolded last night. I don't have any appropriate food to eat in this house. None. I take it back. I, I just don't. I'm terrible. Uh, yesterday was don't eat anything. And then gorge after the workout. So I was talking about this on the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast last night, which was another rousing success. Prior to this very long, very intense workout where I got injured, but did finish the workout. Um, I had four fig Newtons and a granola bar. That's it. The whole day did the workout, got done with the workout, jumped on the scale before, uh, just before I went and gorged, I was 172.4. That's the lightest I've been in quite some time. And then I went downstairs and had a uh, frozen breakfast burrito heated up for one minute in the microwave. Washed it down with the Jimmy Dean's biscuit, egg, and bacon uh, sandwich. Then went for the PB&J and a bagel with butter. Toasted bagel with butter. And then to for dessert, a handful of M&Ms. At about 9 p.m., went upstairs, brushed my teeth, and went to bed. That is not uh, eating to win. 
Joe Stinkpot adds, I enjoyed seeing you and passing you at the Grand Rapids 13.1 last year, Eric. Well, look, I don't even know who you are because of that name. So I don't recall it. Shut up. Dean, or I'm sorry, Tim says we need to have Diana uh, tape pictures of all the Deniac faces on the snack food. So Eric will feel, will feel nauseous instead of eating it. Tim, with that type of blast that you're firing out there, you better be careful. These people are going to show up at your house. Aha. I know who Joe Stinkpot is now. That is the Pellerito who still listens. Hello, Joe. Good to see that you're still here. You know I love you. I would like to think that you are not trapped in the middle of all of this nonsense. You're probably like, oh boy, I'm just going to pretend I don't know anything. This is terribly awkward. Well, Kenny, I give you credit. 1,800 uh, calories the past two days. Good for you. Good for you. So today I, I, um, you know, I'm a little concerned. I'm going to take it easy. I'm just going to take it easy and, uh, try to try to, um, recover from this. And maybe I'll, cause tomorrow I have a long, uh, long run scheduled. I think it's, I think it's 12. I think it's a 12 miler tomorrow. Uh, that would mean I'm taking today off. Uh, because I just, I don't want to aggravate this worse. I seriously, I just don't want to get injured to a point where, uh, everything is screwed up, but right now I can feel it. I can definitely feel it. Not great. Uh, Saturday evening. I want you all to check this out because it's one of my favorite things to do this. Okay. In Grand Rapids, this one stretch of road called 28th street. There's Megan right there. Oh my God. She's. She's involved in this somehow. She, we were supposed to have our car show uh, this weekend getting uh, leading up to the Metro Cruise, but obviously can't do it. We're doing it on September 17th to benefit CASA. But this weekend, 13 miles of cruise road. So, oh my God. People in their awesome cars going down 28th Street. And this is a, this is a great event. They, they started it. Uh, through Wyoming Kentwood areas, you know, uh, the first year was pretty basic, but they have expanded this thing and it is awesome. Um, if you like classic cars and unique cars and vintage cars and rare cars and hot rods and exotic cars, it's, you basically just set up a lawn chair and then, uh, set along 28th street and enjoy it all. Food trucks galore. Everybody's just having a great time. And then at the center of it all is this um, parking lot in a shopping center called Rogers Plaza. Now, if I want you to actually come out to see this because we're doing a TV show with a bunch of vintage, fantastic, exotic cars with fellow longtime broadcaster Kim Carson. This is the second time I've done this. Now, it starts at 7 p.m. Right there, Rogers Plaza, 28th Street, Grand Rapids, Michigan. You can't miss it. 
show up there, see a bunch of cars, get some food, get something to drink. I don't know if they're boo- if it's if there's booze or not. I don't think there is, but there I don't know. There might there might be a beer tent. I have no idea. Some of you people can't go anywhere without your alcohol because you're a bunch of drunks. But anyway, we're gonna have a TV set and a red carpet, and then these all these cars are lined up behind the curtain. And then Kim and I are on TV saying, all right, here you go. Here's the Rolls Royce. Kim, what do you know about it? And then she's sitting there and she'll give me the, and then I interview, I interview the owner of the car. It's going to be awesome, man. I'm telling you. And if you can't go, I'm going to try to convince the um, uh, queen of the forest to go with me so she can hang out. Tim says, I might take Zeke to see the cars before his surgery. He's having a surgery. Oh my God. God bless him. Yeah, you'd, you'd love it. He'd love it. There's so much activity there. Oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm looking for... I love be doing things on TV. Uh, to me... Uh, t- well, first of all, TV is a breeze. It is the easiest thing in the world to do. And I love TV. Okay? The only thing better for an attention-seeking whore like myself who loves to hear his voice heard. The only thing better is having that and a camera. I was made to be on TV. Incredible good looks. Over-the-top charisma. Charm like you wouldn't believe. And as humble as humanly possible. We all know this. So, you know, to be... uh, Now, granted, this is... Wayne's World TV. But I don't want you to get the idea that Wayne's World TV, local public access, is garbage. It's not. It's really not. True, no one watches, and it, there's no like quality programming on it. Well, I, I take that back. They're probably going to get mad at me for making that comment. But, I mean, honestly, it's not like it's scheduled. It's uh, paid for by the government so that, you have a voice. If you want to go on there and say and and do a show, you can go to Wyoming Kentwood Public Television or Community Access Television, not public television, and say, "Hey, I, I have an idea for a show." And they come like, "Oh yeah, what do you want to do?" Well, I uh, I want to uh, do uh, uh, proctology exams and the benefits of proctology. I'm an expert. And, uh, well, then you can, it's, that's what it's there for. So the government gives them billions of dollars to have state of the art equipment and they do these shows. Well, this is a big community event. So of course they're going to, they're going to be there. So that is what is happening on Saturday. So I'm probably going to get inundated with, uh, the group formerly known as Zaniac hecklers to show up. Uh, cause a uh, influx of body odor and drunkenness and debauchery. And and that's fine. You can, uh, security will probably beat you like Rodney King. And that will be fine too. We'll actually put that on TV. Um, they'll probably be there with their, with their Dean heads to just wave in my face. And I totally expect that. I, I am encouraging you to do that. I'm encouraging you to attempt to ruin it for me. Cause that frankly, would be hilarious. I would love that. Or just random hecklers, Stevie says. One of her two accounts, hello to you. 
soaked in bleach, hissy fitty, whatever you are. Sarah says, didn't you do the car, the car show before, or was that a parade or something? I have done this before. It was the summer before COVID. Sounds like a song by the beach boys. It was the summer before COVID. COVID's still here, by the way. It's coming back, and I'm pumped. I am so stoked about that. Tim, boy, wow. He says, if TV adds 15 pounds to your look, what does it do to the nose? You know, Tim, this is what I like about you, is because you're quiet and you're respectful, but you're not afraid to just sucker punch me like that. And I, you know what? That is, that's, that's a quality of yours. And, um, everybody loves you and you can do no wrong. And I agree with that, but you're, you are willing to get in there and mix it up. Audio check. Ah, video. Hold on. Check. This is what's on WKTV right now. So if you go to WKTV.org and uh, click on watch live, you will see the programming. And this is what they're showing now this look at she's all surprised she's happy these two are walking along some type of interpretive dance wow now you might think to yourself what the hell is this and I don't have an answer for you I guess my question is, who watches this? And also, who goes to this live? I mean, I could, I mean, if you're watching it, it's free. But some people paid money to go see this. What type of asshole goes and sees something like this? Man, um, I, that's rough. If, if, I, uh, if I was in charge... Of the local public access TV station. I would make a a concerted effort to try to put different shows on that aren't that. I mean, anything. I don't care what. I would go to the high school and say, hey, give me the three kids that are always in trouble and class clowns. They can't focus on it. I want the three worst ADHD cases in the school. Okay, and I want five minutes with them to see where their brains are, and I want to recruit them and put them on. That'll be the morning show, okay? Uh, we, I would have a show called Fun with Autism where we take um, autistic kids who have unbelievable abilities like Rain Man and make them stars, And everything would be Eric Zane presents fun with autism. WKTV Eric Zane presents 
the worst behaved kids. That's the name of the show. And they just, they, they come up with concepts and they, they run it by me like, Hey, this is what we want to do. We want to do, we want to go and vandalize cars. Okay. Green light. Go. Uh, Josh talks about me criticizing the programming on WKTV. He says, yeah, he says this as 35 of us are watching a man talk to us in a dormer above his garage. Fair point. Fair point. Duly noted. All right. So we are off and running on this Friday as we approach 900 shows on the Eric Zane Show podcast. Thank you very much for being here. I appreciate you all very much. Uh, For those folks who are watching on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, I got to cut you loose. The rest of the show happens uninterrupted. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live. As simple as clicking on a Facebook feed, but you go to there. Now, you go there, you give yourself a little username like all these fantastic people that are here, and then you click follow. Then you know when I go live. And then if you want to check it out live, fine. If not, that's cool too. You will see some ads during the show if you don't subscribe. If you subscribe, those ads, with the exception of the first one when you click on it, will go away once you subscribe. And you can subscribe for free with your Amazon Prime account. Just click on the red button at uh, twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live and subscribe for free with Amazon Prime. You don't have Amazon Prime, you can throw five bucks a month at it. If you do have Amazon Prime, you have to renew manually each month. It doesn't automatically do it. And of course, download the audio podcast. I post it immediately after this show finishes. Wherever you download shows, Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Spotify, whatever. It's on all of them. It seems like there's one million. of There's actually more podcast platforms now than there are radio stations in the world. That's a true thing. No, it's not. Okay, so I cut you all loose. Goodbye. Facebook and Twitch brought to you by. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. My spot on Twitter, at Eric Zancio, brought to you by Blue Frost IT. And, of course, YouTube, brought to you by Frank Fuss, My Policy Shop Insurance. Joe Pellerito says, renew yourself manually. Did you really just say that? Well, your mind's in the gutter. Okay. That's an awful thing. All right. Uh, There was a fight at Wrigley that I need to break down with you. Aram says, Zaniacs will come back and help us celebrate episode 1000. I don't think they will. They aren't invited. They can show up, I guess. Not at my house, please. Can't have that. All right. uh, Let's see here. 
Uh, on man, baseball has been a lot of fights this year at baseball games. Audio check, video check. Okay, check it out. Keep your eye on long-haired guy. Long-haired hippie looks like the lead singer of Fish. Right here. Okay. Lead singer of Fish goes flying. This guy's like, I can't believe what I just saw. This dude here, he's got his, all he's worried about is his beer cup stacked. They're trying to make a giant snake. This, this chick's like, oh, I can't believe what I just saw. Oh my God. This uh, fucking machine gun Kelly is trying to help the lead singer of Fish get back on his feet and, uh, and get back in the fight. I don't know if that's going to happen. I like the reaction. Oh, you got to love Wrigley because you can get away with this. There, there's no seat backs in the bleachers. So you take a good hard shove or a kick, you will go that far. Oh, oh, oh yeah. The lead singer of Fish here, he can't even walk. Uh, uh, meanwhile, Kid and Play, who works for the Cubs, is trying to uh, is trying to calm this guy down. And I don't I don't know if this guy really wants to get back in the fight. This dude over here, he's shooting video. This this grandpa is like, oh my god, I can't believe it! Holy shit! Look at you! Look at this! All these beer cups here. This is why I don't ever want to be at a sporting event or a concert. Yeah, look at this guy. Uh huh. He's really going to be active in breaking up this fight. It's like the, uh, every one of these employees that works for the Cubs is, uh, you know, massively out of shape. A prereq is to look like they're actually pregnant. So you got fat fuck one, fat fuck two, some chick who's got her pants pulled up to her tits. And then this nerd who looks like the, the idiot on Breaking Bad driving around in the Hummer. And then 85-year-old guy who looks a little bit younger than me. Lead singer of Fish is like, hey, come on, let me get back at him. And here comes fucking Bam Bam Bigelow's kid into the mix. Hey, my Thai guy is trying to keep the peace. This chick up here laughing her ass off. She don't care. She's thinking about dick. This guy, ha ha, having so much fun. Look at dude, drunk fuck with the beer cups, hanging on for dear life. He is so hammered. Holy shit. He does look at, look at him. He's like, I don't even know where I'm at. Thank God my Thai guy is here. Fish guy is uh is is he wants to kick my tie guy's ass uh bigelow is being held back by some chick with a eric nose or uh fish guy is being held back by chick with eric nose my tie guy is like look look at all these great bracelets i have on my hands holy shit this dude he's having the time of his life everything's cool now everything's cool That's it. That's it. Everyone's like, okay, it's over. It's all right. It's all right. He went flying. 
after that, it like everybody calmed the fuck down. Oh, here's a picture of that guy's ass. I think they sent him on his way. But how great was that? That initial push. The subsequent reaction. Hey, here you go. Oh, 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 oh. Look at you. <laughs> yeah, it's like he went flying. And then that was it. He's like, shit, I, I think I've had enough. My back is broken in 10 places. I got I to gotta go home. Oh. Yeah, so... uh. Not not a ton after that, but still pretty great to see. Uh, that was uh, Cubs fans and Cardinals fans. Uh, Pujols, no more home runs. You'd have heard about it. God, I hope he hit 700. Uh, done without steroids. I, th- I, I think, I mean, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that Pujols has never taken steroids. I'm sure he's been tested. But, you know, for him to get to 700 in the final year of his uh, 22-year baseball career in St. Louis, it's it's kind of like baseball is like, hey, look, our game sucks, so um, I'm going to give every pitcher a million dollars. We're going to give every pitcher a million dollars if they serve one up for him and tell him, hey, I'm going to throw a 30 mile an hour fastball right right uh right in your in your zone just a little high a little out of the strike zone and I want you to knock the shit out of it. That's what ba- I I predict that'll happen. Baseball loves these moments. Somebody's going to serve them up. They're going to serve them up for him and so the final at bat, final game of the season, Pujols is going to is going to get that record. I predict it. You can see it coming. Rom says he was always a big player. He didn't blow up during the steroid period, and that is true. In fact, I watched his first uh, clip of his first home run 22 years ago, and um, he he looks the same. I mean, first of all, he hasn't really aged. He was always gigantic. So uh, I'm pretty sure he's been clean throughout his career. Uh, that's what Saucer Full of Pigs is saying. It's insulting to bring up steroids and Albert Pujols in the same sentence. Yeah, uh, my apologies. Didn't mean to insult him. But uh, absolute legend. Absolute legend. Great, great player. All right. I have the Patreon bonus podcast going on today. Last one of this incredible work week. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. And uh, you want to be part of it, you have to go there. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Okay. And uh, you sign up there. And then for just five or 10 bucks a month, you get hours and hours of programming for you while you uh, do whatever it is you do to pass the time at work. You know, if you're allowed to uh, do what you do and listen, that's great. I try to uh, give you as much content as you can handle. You're looking on average of, uh, let's see, 25 hours Divided by five. Hmm, what is that? I think that's five hours a day on average I'm sending your way, which is more than you'll find on any radio program. And uh, I'm just, I'm glad to do it. I'm glad to be in here doing what I do. And I'm just happy that you support the show. 
the Patreon is commercial free. I don't have any local ads on it. So it is uh, supported 100% by you, the audience. And that is how I eat. That is how we've been able to survive for nearly four years. Nearly 900 shows on both the free podcast and an additional 900 on the Patreon. That's a lot of podcasting. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Um, Thank you to my friends at Berlin Raceway. The World of Outlaws Racing will be uh, there this weekend, Saturday, at Berlin Raceway. I'll be giving away tickets a little later on today. I uh, put a post on there. That is the Reveal the Hammer Outlaw Super Late Models, I should say. That's who will be in town this weekend. Also, the Coors Light Sportsman Series and the Auto Value Four-Cylinder Racers will be out there. The George Keene Memorial. I don't know who George is, but I have a feeling he is at the racetrack in the sky. George, this is my I don't know this person eulogy on the Eric Zane Show podcast. George is obviously a was a wonderful soul because he's got a race named after him. And no doubt a lot of people loved him and loved what he did for racing. So we have a race named after George Keene on Saturday. I'm sure they'll be talking about it at the track. That is a NASCAR home track, and you can get tickets for just $12 at berlinraceway.com. Parking is free. Under 15, free. Beers are cheap. Food's cheap. There's a bar. Like the race gets done, you go down to the bar. There's a band playing there. People are making love on the dance floor. It's awesome. BerlinRaceway.com. They're making love on the dance floor. Excuse me. Almost threw up. <clears throat> Blue Frost IT uh, dropped by there yesterday. Blue Frost IT to pick up the laptop that they serviced. For our beloved uh, youngest child, Madison, who turned 20 this week. She is uh, moving in back to college. Year two of, uh, I guess, four. On schedule for four. And uh, I had to pick up the key, uh, the computer from Blue Frost IT because they had to do a little uh, examination of it. Make sure that everything is uh, working the way it should be. Bluefrostit.com. If you or your small business needs any type of tech help, that's who you call. 616 200 8550 online at bluefrostit.com. The mortgage person of choice, mortgage people of choice on this show, if you're listening, no matter where you are in the U.S., with the exception of South Carolina, Maine, Alaska, and Hawaii, please consider at least reaching out to the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage, NMLS number 3035. 231-332-6505. Whether this is your 10th mortgage you've ever gotten or your first, hey, congrats, a first-time homeowner is um, is uh, is going to happen. Get that mortgage ahead of time. Whether the credit is great, whether the credit is a little wonky, Mario can help you. There will be some people who cannot get help at this time that's happened Joe Blow calls up 
says, hey, Mario, I want a mortgage. Okay, uh, what's your uh, current financial situation? Well, I got $400,000 in credit debt, and I make $3,000 a year. My credit score is 11. Okay, I can help you. That does happen. Some folks that are on the fence, it might be like, well, let me help you. This is what Mario would do. Let me help you pay down some of that debt. And then I think I can get you a mortgage. Not a great mortgage, but I can get you a mortgage. Once you get into that, you pay on it on time for a series of months. Your credit score improves. You get another mortgage, a better mortgage, lower percentage rate. That's how that works. Or if you want to pay off credit cards, get money out of your existing home, pay off the credit cards, and pay 5% on the money you borrowed rather than the 25% to the credit card company. Thank you. Mario Flores, Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Well, there's a trend coming back in schools. Springfield, Missouri... Thank you, Sarah. Sarah writes, sign up for Patreon, people. The Ben and Eric podcast is worth it alone. Before I get to the story, yeah, uh, Madison is uh, going back to college. Year two of four. We get through this year, okay, because, you know, it's, I mean, college is expensive. And I'm working very hard trying to ensure that she doesn't have to take any loans. That is the goal. Hold on, I got to block this guy who's throwing us spam. That is the goal. It's not easy. Got to work my ass off. That's okay. I'm up for it. Nobody works harder than Eric Zane. I'll work circles around your ass. Once we get by year two, get past, like a day past the halfway point. Then I'll be like, okay, you've made it this far. You've worked too hard to give up now. Pedal to the metal. Every penny I make goes towards school and weddings. If you have daughters, this is a reality. Daughters like big, fancy, expensive weddings. Mine, no exception. Uh, With paying for the school and vet bills, of course. That goes without saying. Paying for the school, okay, that's tough. But that's the way it is. Then Jackie is like, no. Hey, Dad, um, you want to help us with planning the wedding? I go, yeah, of course. Okay. Um, Plan on opening your checkbook. My approach during wedding planning has been just say yeah and smile. You know, it's getting expensive when Jackie says, "Uh, are you sure? Are you sure you want to pay for this? She's like trying to talk me out of it. 
I'm like, uh, yeah, oh, sure. The wedding is November 19th. Fast approaching. November 19th. Oh, my God. I already have my speech written. It's written. It's done. It's all up here. I haven't actually put pen to paper, but I got it down. I don't need a script. I don't need notes. None of that shit. I got it down. It's going to be awesome. I said to Jackie, I go, word of advice. This is the only advice I've given her in this whole process. She goes, what's that? I go, you don't want anybody following me. She's like, why? I go, well, first of all, uh, any one of your maid of honors, maids of honor, and I think she has two. My daughter, Madison, is one, and I think uh, a friend is another. I go, first of all, everyone's going to be very concerned about how they uh, how they do because there has never been a... No, I take it back. I, I, I did hear one one excellent speech at Justin's sister's wedding. That was a good one. So it, it's rare, but it, it, it does happen, but it's very rare when a maid of honor says a speech that isn't just full of inside jokes uh, and that, that no one understands, and it's just boring and shit, and they just end up crying and hanging on to each other. I go, you don't want anybody following me. She goes, why? I said, because I'm the best. Okay? I'm the absolute best at this. If anybody follows me, they're going to be pissed. Sarah says the father of the bride should go last. Well, there you go. It works out perfectly. So I'm going to crush that shit. Uh, it's going to be awesome. I cannot wait. Sarah says you're going to cry. I don't know about that. Maybe. I mean, I, as you know, I do cry on mic, on camera. That's happened many times. Hadn't happened in a while. I think last time I did it was when my mother died. But I don't know. Ladies and gentlemen, Stick Swim Champ is in attendance. I see you. Eric's going to get himself a 600-second ban from the wedding for pop-off guy's speech. Are you suggesting I would have the old-school drop machine? I have one. Can you imagine? You're going you're gonna to drop some weight, you fat ass! Wow, that would be fantastic. Or you know what I should do? I should just have Ben there to play drops while I'm doing the speech. Oh, my God. Would that be fantastic? Holy shit. Oh, you mean anal? (laughs) Will your speech be sponsored? The drop looks like a monster. (laughs) Fuck. Fun to talk about in this room. Probably not going to happen. Uh, 
Adam S. says, my dad gave a mini speech at my wedding. He was supposed to lead a prayer, but the retired pastor in him could not help himself. The drop. Okay, this is why cripples are not cool. Peter Griffin, great drop. Those are drops that aren't heard anymore. Those are drops that made that show, oh, fuck, those type of reactions. Can you just please die of AIDS? I think it was Louis C.K. Those are great drops. Peanut butter AIDS candy. Oh. All right. I didn't want to get into that, but I just wanted to, I don't even know how I got into that, but who cares? Still fun to think about those things. I started to get uh, open up this story, but I got to get into it now because I want to talk about it with Rick in a few minutes for trigger time with Rick from TC Paintball. Oh, I almost forgot again. If Maid of Honor starts crying, you could play Peter Griffin. I'm sad about stuff. All great suggestions. You guys are fun. Springfield, Missouri, a school district there, has announced they're going to start doing something that makes me very happy. Hitting kids. Man, nothing put the fear of God in me more than when Mr. Cracknall, I was, I was called down to the office and I loved it. I mean, I was probably, uh, let's see, it was elementary school. So, uh, I don't know. How old are you when you're in, okay. My elementary school went to sixth grade. So, Six years old in first grade, seven in second, eight in third, nine in fourth, ten in fifth. So I couldn't have been more than 11 years old. And I did, oh my God, I was going up to the kids with asthma and banging the erasers together and to get them to cough violently, to try to get them to have an asthma attack. Kristen Grabowski and Jenny Markuzik were like, <coughs> I'm like, yeah, fucking bitch. Take this shit. Fuck you. You know? And uh, Palo sees me doing it. And he goes, all right, out. And I go down to the office. And the fact that the principal's name is Cracknall. I mean, that's a, that's a name. I mean, that if you have an, if you're a principal, principal Cracknall. You know he's going to beat the shit out of you. I get into there and he pulls out a um, something like this. You can see it on the live stream. A board like that with holes in it so that it, he could get up more speed. There was like less wind drag on it. And... uh I sit down in front of Cracknall. And he says, all right. I don't have a lot of time, so I'm going to give you an option. I'm either sending a note home with your mom to your mom and dad. And they have to sign it. Or you're going to take, or I'm going to hit you. 
three hits. I said, I'll take the hits. He's all right. Bend over. And I got my uh, tight as fuck, tough skins. My tracks, tennis shoes, and I'm all bent over. And, and uh, you know, the pants aren't loose at all. So it's just really, you know, tight ass, tight kid ass, ready to get pounded by Cracknall. And he hit the shit out of me. And he goes, one, <laughs> two, three is violent. And he rolls up his sleeves beforehand. At first, he takes off his jacket. He goes, all right, bend over. I'm like, oh, fucking shit. And he goes, all right, now get out of here. Never a problem again. It's awesome. It's the way you do it. The school district in Missouri has announced it's going down. We're going to start hitting kids. And this is okay. Maybe we're getting to a point now where the pendulum is swinging back the other way. And, and this is what needs to happen. We need to start beating these children. Uh, but the story indicates there is a parental caveat. Cassville school uh, superintendent Merlin Johnson said he did not take the job a year ago with a plan to reinstate corporal punishment. Uh, they haven't done that since 01. But it has something that has happened I'm on my watch and I'm okay with it. Cassville is a small town with a population just under 4,000 people near the Arkansas border. So these are, you know, these are hill people. Parents were recently notified of a policy approved in June by the school board to once again allow spanking in school, but only as a last resort and with written permission from the parents. Each family will be asked to opt in or opt out. Now, some of us here might be far removed from raising children. Some of us may never have had children. But if you're at a spot in your life where you have children that are of age, um, you know you do want them beaten. Because you're in, you're in the shit, okay? You're in, in a horrible spot. We, I've said this before, all kids are assholes. So, um, as parents, we just tolerate them. And, um, some people fall through the uh, cracks and do an Andrea Yates on their kids. Uh, but you know, and, but we need to have compassion for them. But, uh, most of us don't kill our kids. So I'm guessing they have full compliance. Majority of people that I've run into have been very supportive, according to the superintendent. It's, it's described as a very traditional community, which means stupid hill people. Any community described as very traditional in southwest Missouri, eh, yeah, these are these are hill jacks. These are like all the areas where I live. I mean, my God, if you looked at Borculo and Door and Whalen and all of Allegan County and Barry County. These are all filthy, poor, ugly, uneducated slobs who we love. Okay. And these are the people that beat their kids and they make better people because of it. And so we need to embrace that. That's what it's kind of like the mix that we're in 
woke assholes and tough as fuck hill people whose kids have mullets. Which, by the way, that's coming back big time, the mullet. Parents have said, why can't you hit my kid? And we're like, well, we can't. We don't have a policy that supports that. And uh, the parents are like, uh, and, and he said there had been conversations with parents and there had been requests from the parents for us to look into it. You need to start hitting my, my kids is what they've been saying. Johnson said families in Cassville have reacted differently from others on social media from outside the area. We've had people actually thank us for it. He said, surprisingly, those on social media would probably be appalled to hear us say these things. The majority of people that I've run to run into have been supportive. He added, we respect the decision of every parent, whatever decision they make. Is corporal punishment legal? The article asked that question. In 1977, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled school corporal punishment was constitutional, which left the decision to permit it up to each state. Missouri is one of the 19 states where corporal punishment is allowed. The other states that allow it, Arkansas, Kansas, Kentucky, Tennessee, Oklahoma, Alabama, Arizona, Colorado, Florida, Georgia, Idaho, Indiana, Louisiana, Mississippi, North Carolina, South Carolina, Texas, and Wyoming. Wow. I think I could have predicted every single one of those states. Like if someone said, hey, there's 19 states that allow corporal punishment. Can you guess which ones they are? I think I might have had a shot at that. Uh, let's see. Is there anything more to this I need to cover? The corporal punishment policy includes paddle spanking. Hold on a second. Let me back up here. Um, the road to corporal punishment in Cassville started with an anonymous third-party survey of s- school employees, parents, and students. So it asked, hey, uh, you can remain anonymous. Do you want to beat children? And they all went, yes. They, all, they actually wrote, fuck yes. All three groups identified student behavior and discipline issues as a high concern. We started generating ideas on what we could do, and corporal punishment was one of the ideas, he said. Johnson said that to his surprise, there was more interest than expected in what he called an old-fashioned disciplinary measure. They should go a step further and, and, and record each incident and like play it in the halls. Here's little Billy getting the shit kicked out of him. That'll, that, that'll add a little... Uh, Insult to the injury. In June, the Cassville School Board approved a policy that allows the use of corporal punishment, but only when all other uh, disciplinary uh, alternative measures have failed. It will be administered only by a principal. They probably have a picture of Cracknall behind them as the pioneer of this. In the presence of a witness and never inflicted in the presence of other students. Well, hell, they did that in the 70s. When it becomes necessary to use corporal punishment, it shall be administered so that there can be no chance of bodily injury or harm. Striking a student on the head or face is not permitted. The only corporal punishment allowed is swatting the buttocks with a paddle. Perfect. 
Asked how many swings are allowed. Johnson said only one, possibly two for the younger students and up to three for the older students. We are going back to 1976. Holy shit. The policy also requires the principal who approved the corporal punishment to report the reason and details to the superintendent. No one is jumping up and down and saying we want to do this because we like to paddle kids. That's a lie. This is not the reason that we would want to do this. Another lie. But he has to say that. But he said students respond different ways to discipline. Johnson said the district employs a wide range of disciplinary approaches, starting with relationship building and positive reinforcement for good behavior. Detention and in-school and out-of-school suspensions are also options. I want to know what you got to do wrong to, to get the paddle, though. You have to like rape someone. I mean, uh, what what are we talking about here? I mean, we got to be specific. And I, I don't like the idea of you got to get detention before you get hit. No, you get caught doing something. You should have the shit kicked out of you right then and there. All right, it is time for trigger time with Rick from uh, TC Paintball. Let's bring him in here. See what he thinks about all this. sing a stupid song to start you look so amazing in that sundress oh my god welcome welcome rick how are you good morning eric zane what's happening hey uh how's your health any uh injuries to speak of uh just that nagging knee thing i got going on nothing else though yeah i noticed you had uh didn't even think for a second about a battle royale at paintball you're like fuck that i don't want no way I'm picking my spots right now. I'm yeah. not done, but I'm picking my spots. I, I'm, yeah, hey, I know I I I know what you're uh, what you're referencing there. As you get older, I mean, getting old sucks. There's no question. I'm thinking about it, man. I know it. I know it. And I like I'm feeling it right now. My back is hurting like hell. So I'm. I mean, and I don't even. I don't. I don't even know what I did. I just it's just started hurting for some reason. So I'm well, like, I mean, I think we get we get complacent, right? We sit around and. You don't stretch the all the muscles you're supposed to stretch, and it, it, it catches up to you. Are your mom and dad still with us? Uh, my mom is not. She died of cancer, but uh, my dad is. My dad's alive and kicking. I've been playing uh, golf with him once a week uh, lately. Is he wiry? Is he wiry? You know, like he always had a kind of a beer belly on him uh, my whole life, and he got skinnier as he got older. Uh, he's not. I wouldn't call him wiry though. I I think you got to be a certain height to be considered wiry. There's a guy at the gym who uh, was in Vietnam, and I've actually talked about him before. His name's Jimmy, and he was a swift boat. He, he would uh, ride in a swift boat down rivers in Vietnam and, and shoot people, and then he became a cop in, like, uh, one of the local agencies, and he's absolutely ripped. I think he's, like, 75 years old, and, oh, my God, like 5'11", probably 180 pounds of pure sinew and muscle. I look up to that. I look up to that type of guy. That's dedication, man. I mean, if you can do that later in life, it gets harder and harder as you get older. Uh, if you can do that later in life, that is awesome. I look up to him too. I don't even know the guy. You know, being that you are a purveyor of a uh, entertainment destination in West Michigan, have you wondered if this is going to be all that you're going to do until you retire? 
Well, first of all, I got I got to consider that term you use, purveyor. I never consider myself a purveyor at all, but I, I guess that fits. I I, um, I, I think you know, that's I, I think that's I, appropriate. I've often thought that when you go into a counselor's office in uh, in high school and they ask you what you want to be when you grow up, when you're you know 16, 17, 18 years old, who the hell knows at that point? There's so much life to live that that you kind of got to figure out who you are in your mid and early twenties and or your early and mid and even late twenties to figure out, you know, what direction you got to go. So I don't know. I mean, I'm 48 and I don't know what I want to be when I grow up yet. I don't know. Well, you know, I mean, you got to figure at 48, you're not a hundred, but you, you know, you're thinking about when you're 60 something, you're probably going to wrap it up. Right. You know, I don't know. I, you know, I know right now, and I think about that because I've had offers on my building, and my building has increased in value since I moved into it. So there's a little bit of equity there, and I'm like, you know, at what point do you do it? But I'm not done building what I'm building yet. I right. still want to see what this can become, and I'm not, I'm not there yet. So I don't know. I guess I'm still motivated to keep doing it. Is there a spot to put like another paintball field outside? <laughs> Is there what? Is there room for another paintball field outside? Not here on site, but. Um, the one market, I, there's not just one market I haven't tapped, but a market that I haven't tapped is big scenario games where you get several hundred people or even thousands of people against thousands of people, you know, kind of reenacting a, a, a famous battle of some type. Or um, that That's something where you can make a, you know, you can have a lot of people at one time, you can make a lot of money at one time, and you need a big area to do it. Um, we're pretty efficient with the seven acres I have here in Walker, but if I could get myself a 50 to 80 acre spot that's you know less than an hour away from town i could have several of those games a year and that would be awesome and that's something that i've you know kind of dabbled in searching for and if i if i you know get wind of something that's available i check it out and you know maybe crunch some numbers and see if that's a direction i want to go but that's that's definitely something i want to tap into you like maybe um if you could think about it um imagine if like for example it was way up north like because in grayling you can get land for about 1300 bucks an acre um, and if you had that vast space with camping and every quarter you had a mass um, festival type of paintball event with music, uh, food, you know what I mean? And and people sleeping there on site. And so, Ugh. you you know what I mean? Is that that sound rough? When you say that, I'm thinking people dying in the electric forest. Oh, okay. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're thinking Woodstock 99. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah, maybe not. All right. Well, anyway, that, that that that's my grandiose thing that just popped into my head. Uh, so we just got done talking about corporal punishment. They're they're bringing it back in Springfield, Missouri. Um, I think I know where where you stand on this. What is? I don't know if you read the article, but parents are signing off on it, and they're going to start hitting kids with a paddle. You know, I'm really surprised. I'm surprised to read that article, and I think it's awesome. I think it's absolutely awesome because I think we need physical discipline. Um, it, it really surprises me in the woke society that we live in that this is a thing and it's actually happening and not just getting talked about. Uh, but, you know, I, I think, you know, parents are signing off on it. So I, I don't know that there's a, a, a negative to this unless you got an overzealous teacher. But uh, I think kids need to be put back in their place. And, I mean, I have a couple of kids and they definitely need to be put back in their place. So I, th- I think overall it's a good thing. And I can't believe it's happening. That's wild. Yeah, I think uh, I, I didn't realize it because when I looked at the article that it's in the power of the states, 19 states allow it. They're all south and southwest states. Um, some are uh, Midwest states like uh, Idaho and places like that. But um, 
Yeah, the most parents are overwhelmingly like, oh, thank God my kid's going to get the hell kicked out of him. Yeah, but I mean, what's the opposite? You know, or, you know, what's the other the other move? Just kind of let them do what they're doing right now and tell them everything's okay and here's a ribbon for participating? I mean, we got to toughen up a little bit. What do you think? What yeah. is your opinion on no, I, I, I agree with you. I'm on the same page. Um, you know, uh, uh, swatting the kid on the butt is, is I think, a bigger deterrent than anything else. Corporal punishment is a huge deterrent. Nobody likes to get hit. But, you know, I don't think you have to once they know that it's a possibility. Just the threat of it. You know, it's like what they say when you, when you, when you whip a small dog and when it gets older, it just remembers. I think if they know that that's a possibility... They they know there's consequence to their action. I think that's huge. You got to have consequence to your action, otherwise, you know, you just float along and get yeah. your student debt forgiven, and society sucks. Well, it's the same principle as when like the bully's picking on you, and then you finally break his jaw. He's not going to bother you anymore. That's, that's exactly right. Did you ever get hit in school? Uh, I've been hit in school. Yeah, I've been. Uh, there's been a few times where we uh, had to work things out. So no, I meant like a teacher. Oh no no no! My but my parents did. Oh yeah yeah I it my my mom was really slow and she chased me around with a ladle or a spoon or a uh, oh, something. Yeah. But occasionally she cornered me. Had a broom. Yep. Oh my God! The the uh, viciousness that which she would swing that it was criminal because um, if she ever got you into a corner, it was like you know game of thrones you've i mean she's gonna bash you in the face with it holy fuck uh but yeah that was uh that was, it, it, i cannot believe the shit i put my parents through god you know kids i was an asshole i still am uh such assholes you know oh i know and i see it in my kids face too they look at me like i don't know what i'm talking about and i'm sure i looked at my parents the same exact way and i beg to differ i do know what i'm talking about because i i lived in their shoes so i know when they're trying to get away with shit and i know that uh you know they think they know what's best for them and you, you can't teach them they got to learn it on their own it's kind of frustrating how old are your kids again um my son will be is almost 11 and my daughter's almost seven. Oh my god you're so dead no, I know. Yeah, and my my daughter is a little diva, so I am in for it when she gets to when she gets to be of age. So when she's seventeen, you'll be knocking on the door of sixty. Oh Jesus! <laughs> oh, I hadn't thought of it that way. You're <laughs> fucked. You are so fucked. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh man! I know this is great. Uh, okay, did you see that video of the fight at the Cubs Cardinals game? <laughs> yes, I did. Uh, how about um, that? That was that was kind of wild. But I mean, it's not really surprising. You see it all the time at any big sport event where they're serving alcohol. Dude, I hate sporting events. I hate concerts. How about you? Oh, I love concerts. You do? Um, and, and, and part of part of I mean, I've been going to concerts my whole life. Part of the love for it, I think, is because they were taken away from us for a while when we couldn't get together. I love concerts. I don't think you see it as often as a concert. I mean, you do. You got the mosh pit and stuff, but you got angry sports fans that are just, you know, they're, they're all in. And, and don't get me wrong. I'm a sports fan. I mean, I'm a big Lions fan. I've been a sports fan of different uh, different sports my entire life. So I buy into the, you know, kind of the mini nationalism that we have with uh, sports teams. But when you look at the big picture of it, it's kind of silly, really. You know, when we really buy into these to these teams that have a bunch of players on them from all over the world and there's no, or all over the country anyway, and there's no real uh, uh, loyalty but we really buy into that logo and the team colors, don't we? 
Yeah, and who knows how this one started? I uh, how they all. I mean, I'm sure it has. It's all alcohol related, you know. I mean, hundred percent. But uh, have you ever been in any type of like uh, brawl, like where you have to kind of like have your head on a swivel and people are just throwing punches randomly? Have you ever done that? Um, maybe not a big brawl, like a riot type situation. I got into a little scuffle at an Applebee's one point. In my I think it was in my twenties or thirties. Um, there was another one Wait. too. Oh, yeah, there was another one. It was a. Uh, I was friends with a guy that was uh, having issues with another guy. They were fighting over the same chick, and I. I got a little bit involved in that. Well, let's go back to the Applebee's one. Uh, was it with a stranger or was it a, a person in your group? Uh, so we used to hang out at an Applebee's, and I was dating one of the bartenders. And me and my buddies thought we owned the place because we hung out there all the time. And some other wise guys came in, and they were drinkers and loud and obnoxious, too. And we thought, wait a minute, this is our place to be loud and obnoxious, not yours. So we had to go outside and figure it out for a minute. Okay. Now, um, is it like one of you walks up and says, hey, uh, you're being too loud? I mean, what? how does it escalate? We noticed each other because I think we're all – we were sitting at the bar talking shit. They were sitting at a table talking shit. Um, they – I think they went outside and came back in and kind of patted us on the back. And I guess we figured that was how they crossed the line. So we just all decided we were going to go figure it out outside. Okay. (laughs) That sounds like such a guy thing to do. Holy shit. I know. Looking back on it, it was so stupid. You know I mean? We're just there to drink and hang out and we're throwing punches at each other. God, people are dumb. When, when, when we're young, we're just dumb. Hell, some, our, our wives would say we're dumb all the time. There's no doubt. Um, you've been watching Hard Knocks. I might have asked you this before. No, I haven't seen it yet. I'm a big Lions fan, and I haven't I haven't I decided to tune in yet. Football yeah. season started for my kids' team, and I've been wrapped up with that and paintball and everything else. So I haven't been able to sit down and do it yet. Okay, so be careful because when you watch it, your optimism is going to go over the top. Your optimism for the team is going to. That's one of the reasons I think I'm avoiding it because yeah. I get optimistic about the Lions every year. Yeah. And 99 times out of 100, we're let down at some point either right away or a little bit into the season. So I'm trying not to get too optimistic, but I love what's going on with Dan Campbell. Campbell. Um, I, you know, honestly, um, I'm getting to a point now where I'm starting to like, well, they're going to win all their games and win the Super Bowl because the show, yeah, it's it's terrible. I am Kool-Aid drunk. And, and that's what the show has done for me. And I'll tell you this. The one thing I will say about it, you know how like um, sometimes like, um, you might see a team like the Lions are known to make dumb penalties and false starts and and uh, and shoot themselves in the foot at the at the worst time possible. And you wonder if the coaches ever even yell at the players or what they do in practice. Well, this that is put to rest because you would not believe the shit that these guys say to these people uh, in practice to these grown men. My God, it's 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 like holy fuck. They they just treat these guys. They're they're so fucking mean to them. It's incredible. It's interesting too, right? Because I think I think as you're a, a youth and and um, adolescent athlete growing up, um, you you, you kind of need that. You kind of need that structure. But then you get to where you're dealing with twenty, thirty uh, year olds that uh, you know are grown ass men. Yeah. Those guys don't necessarily, you know, they, they've always been the alpha in their situation. So those guys don't want to be talked to that way. So I think, you know, 
managing those professional athletes, I think, is a job in and of itself. You know, when guys go from college and they're dealing with kids that just come out of uh, high school and then they, they, they're a great college coach and they want to go try their hand at the NFL and it doesn't work out, it's a completely different dynamic you're dealing with. You're going from, like, 19 to 23-year-olds and now you're dealing with, like, 25 to 35-year-old millionaires. Right. What a completely different dynamic you've got to deal with at that point. There's a guy on the lines. He's a rookie. His name is Malcolm Rodriguez, and they cover him a lot in the show. And uh, he's a, a rookie linebacker. I don't even know where he's from, but he was a late, like fourth or fifth, maybe sixth-round draft pick. And uh, he's done so well that he's taking reps with the first and second team. So he's really uh, bounced ahead of players that are much uh, have much more seniority than him. And the coach is has a meeting. Linebacker coach has a meeting with all the linebackers, including the rookie. Okay, and he says to all these veterans, I am sick and tired of congratulating this rookie. Fuck this rookie. Why is he better than you? Can you imagine how bad they would feel if he says that to him? There might be some behind the doors hazing after that happens. Yes, that's what I thought, too. He goes, Rodrigo's great and he's beating your ass. Oh, no. Well, Campbell's a motivator, you know, yeah. and he's reading. I, I, I want to believe that he's reading the temperature of the room and, and using the tactic he thinks is going to work. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's awesome. Okay, what what are you doing this weekend? You're hosting anybody? What's going on? So normally, um, we would be at that Metro Cruise. We usually do a booth there. Oh. We do like a. Uh, I bring my big 24 foot trailer. We set up a, a shooting range in there, and we we've done that event for years. But this year, in fact, I was planning on it up until two days ago. We we're planning on doing it, and I just don't have the staff to do it. We're way too busy uh, at my facility this weekend. I got too much going on, so okay. I, had to, I had to break the news to those guys at Metro Cruise, um, who are great to work with. Yeah, uh, that we're not able to make it this year, but we'll be back next year. So we almost crossed paths this weekend. I just can't make it happen. I had um, uh, some sponsor on sponsor crime going this week as Troy Ginzer from Tag Accounting Son had a paintball event at uh, your facility. And uh, I don't know if he made himself known, but he sent me a picture of the cornhole boards at your place. Oh, me. no kidding. Yeah. No, I wasn't here anyway for it. But, uh, you know, I have a lot of staff that take, takes care of that, that stuff when I'm not here. Um, I wasn't aware of it, but I'd be interested to know, uh, you know, what he thought, how my staff treated him and, you know, what he thought of the experience. That helps us. Here, uh, I'm going to try to bring him in. How's that sound? Great. Okay, hold still. T R O. Okay, I'm going to bring him in here. Oops. I almost had him. Um, okay, hang on. Hang on. Don't go anywhere. I can't read upside down. T R O Y. There we go. It's going to go silent for a second. This is probably a bad idea. All momentum is lost at this point. Hello. Nah, it didn't work. Didn't work. Nah, I went to voicemail. Well, anyway, is that is that strong Eric Zane show podcast technology? Yeah, my cell phone. 
Um, okay. Well, real good. I appreciate you as always. Uh, give my best to the family and all the, uh, the, is Tom still there or Tom is, is I didn't see Tom there last time. Is Tom still with you? Oh yeah, absolutely. He's here. He, uh, I just gotta, he's, he forces me to give him a day off every week. I don't know. I don't know how it is. All right, buddy. Hey man, real good. Uh, take care and uh, I'll talk to you again. I will talk to you soon. Thank you very much. All right. There you go. Rick from TC paintball. Woo. Another edition of Trigger Time with Rick from TC Paintball. Always fun. (sighs) All right. Ben Shapiro is a conservative talk show host, I guess. Podcast, video. He does everything. I, 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 I don't know a ton of stuff about Ben Shapiro other than uh, right-wing, so if that's your thing, whatever. I've never heard him. People send me clips from time to time. I don't know shit about him. All I know is he looks like he's about 11 years old. There he is. People love this. People on the right love this guy. In fact, I, I would say people on the left love to hate that guy. I don't know. Don't care. The story goes, though, there is a, um, remember that we used to reference a uh, radio camp? Um, once a year, you uh, you go to some place and uh, all the radio shows that sign up, it's a scam is what it is. Uh, there's an event called Morning Show Boot Camp where radio shows get together and drink. And you got to pay a ton of money to join it. I I never got anything out of any of those. But if they ask me to speak, I'll do it. Um, podcast movement is the same thing, but much bigger, much, much bigger. And this year it's a conference in Dallas. So people get together, they have speakers and there's booths lined up. It's a big, it's another scam. Um, who was it? Um, who did I talk to about going to that? Jason Teary, who does a podcast. He's like, oh man, you got to go to podcast movement. I go, well, what is it? Well, you pay a ton of money to go and hang out with other podcasters. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You got to pay for your hotel and your airfare and your food. It's thousands of dollars, but it's so worth it. I go, well, what are you talking about? I know everything there is to know about this. Why would I go and do that? There's no one on in any of those shows that knows more about this than I do. So why would I tell them what I know? Especially key is the part about being humble. I don't want to tell them that. Uh, I'm trying to keep a straight face during these jokes, but I think I'm actually starting to believe them. Organizers of podcast movement in Dallas, Texas are in trouble. And they are in a very bad, embarrassing way taking responsibility for quote the harm they caused by Ben Shapiro being at the conference now Ben Shapiro works for the daily uh, for daily wire it's a podcast network daily wire had a booth there at the stupid event thousands of people are there Shapiro's not speaking. He's not hosting anything. He's not doing his show live. He's standing there. Hey, how you doing? 
Sure, I'll take a picture with you. Pretty big name, Ben Shapiro. Well, people saw that. Here's a quote. As a trans person, as a queer person, as someone with a uterus, this does not make me feel welcome. And this does not make me feel safe. One attendee posted on Twitter after sharing a picture of Ben Shapiro standing around with his hands in his pockets. Come on. This, this, this is starting to sound like it's un-American. He, has a, he can go there if he wants to. He didn't do anything wrong by showing up there. You may not like what the... I have no idea what the fuck he says on the show. I don't give a shit what he says on the show. If he's not breaking any laws, he can go there and do whatever the fuck he wants. He can do a podcast called I Hate Trans People Podcast and he can say whatever the fuck he wants. Shut up. Jesus. And I love trans people. But quit being a fucking twat. Podcast Movement, a major annual conference for the podcast uh, industry, issued a profuse apology on Thursday after attendees complained that Shapiro was spotted at the event near the Daily Wire booth. In response to the complaints, Podcast Movement issued several tweets Thursday apologizing. They apologized. They're sorry that Shapiro was permitted to be there. Hi, folks. We owe you an apology before sessions kick off for the day. Yesterday afternoon, Ben Shapiro briefly visited the expo near the Daily Wire booth. Though he was not registered or expected, we take full responsibility for the harm done by his presence. That sounds terrible. They also said, there's no way around this. We agreed to sell the Daily Wire, a first-time booth based on the company's large presence in podcasting. The weight of that decision is now painfully painfully clear. Shapiro is a co-founder, a drop-in, however unlikely, should have been considered a possibility. Those of you who called this unacceptable are right. The conference organizers continued. In nine wonderful years growing and celebrating this medium, podcast movement has made mistakes. The pain caused by this one will always stick with us. We promise that sponsors will be more carefully considered moving forward. They're only saying that because they got caught. And they didn't really get caught. I mean, who gives a shit? Why can't we have it where, I guess the pendulum isn't completely swinging over the other side. I wish podcast movement would have said, yeah, tough shit. Go up to him and punch him in the mouth if you don't like him. Okay? Who cares? Deal with it, you fucking pansy. Just to clarify, no, the Daily Wire representatives were scheduled to appear on panels and Shapiro remained in the common space. He did not have a badge. If you have questions, we're here to talk. Thank you for reading. We hope you'll continue to join us from here on out. The apology and the statement that Shapiro inflicted harm by merely existing in the same space as those who disagree with his politics drew backlash from conservatives and other content creators. That would be me. I would say that that's all bullshit. Shapiro himself mocked podcast movement and retweeted many of the replies from people floored by the absurdity of the situation. 
Uh, Shapiro said, podcast movement is actually threatening my right to exist. This is erasure, which I don't know what that means. I guess it means just making them disappear. Erasure. Wasn't that a ban in the 80s? Erasure. Uh, This person wrote, you sound like completely insane people. What in the world is wrong with you? This from Molly Hemingway, a writer. Is this a joke? You couldn't tolerate Ben freaking Shapiro. Are you a child? An anti-Semite? An anti-Semitic child? No, I don't think it's that. I think they just don't like his politics. How do you function in society if you can't tolerate Ben Shapiro? I don't know about Ben Shapiro. Does he, what does he say that's so bad? I mean, well, obviously, he must have made some comments that are... Uh, not exactly welcoming to trans people or, or queer people, which I, I sure I sure don't like that. Um, imagine putting on a podcast expo and learning one of the most successful podcasters on the planet has showed up. Normal sane professionals would be thrilled. These guys cowered to the fragile feelings of leftists who hate Shapiro. See, that's the thing. People need to stop taking... If you're at a podcast convention about growing what you do, uh, improving yourself in creating content, you shouldn't look at, unless it's uh, the type of content that's um, uh, encouraging criminal activity, you should just understand that you're with someone who has taken something probably from nothing, out of thin air, and created something that is... uh, widely disseminated and consumed by a vast number of people. That's a, that's a good thing. You want that. You can't just go and say, because he doesn't, that you don't agree with him. He can't actually be in the same space as you. That's a crack of shit. Boo on podcast movement. That's right. I said, boo podcast movement. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, Kenny has left the building. He's actually getting some work done. Between the time that you consume the podcast, the time you do DDP logo, or logo, DDP yoga, logo, and watch Breaking Bad, that's a full day, buddy. Uh, All right. The comment... Uh, about Joe Rogan possibly being there. Now that, that the world would have cracked in half. No, man, you gotta, you gotta back off that settle down. The fact that podcast movement reacted so poorly, come on, grow a spine. Hey, hire me on cameo. I definitely want to be insensitive to you. Uh, if you have a roast, uh, or somebody needs a roasting, hire me to do it. I love cameos and it's been too long since I've done one. The dry spell continues cameo.com slash Eric Zane. I can uh, roast somebody as uh, politely or as mean as you want me to. You let me know in the comments what you want me to do and uh, off you go. Or if you just want me to be sweet as peaches to your uh, dear old mother who just has a crush on me. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. God bless Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid NEV. Terrific business right here, smack dab in the middle of Grand Rapids. If you are local to West Michigan, that's where you need to take your cars to get them repaired. Domestic, Asian, European. 
except Volkswagen. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. ERVines.com. A&E Heating and Cooling. If you need your uh, HVAC system worked on anytime, maybe for scheduled maintenance or an emergency fix, reach out 616-516-8579 for A&E Heating and Cooling. Great group of people over there. They will help you and uh, get you up and running. Or if you need a new install of a furnace or air conditioner, they will install the best brand known to man, the Comfort Maker. Kent County Health Department is reminding you of the things that you have at your disposal with the health department. First of all, if uh, money is tight and... Um, hunger is an issue you can sign up for the WIC program there's no shame in that you pay into it your whole life when you're working you need to take advantage of it from time to time keep the food on the table keep yourself fed keep the kids fed go to accesskent.com health for more information if your little ones need immunizations you can get them for little or no cost through the Kent County Health Department if you qualify. Again, accesskent.com health. Personal health services, things like that. Maybe you need a COVID test, an HIV test. August is also Breastfeeding Awareness Month. If you're getting set to have a uh, an infant, getting set to uh, deliver a child, there are some important things to know about if you're planning on breastfeeding. And if you're not planning on breastfeeding, you probably should read up about it because it's so vitally important. All the information you need, accesskent.com slash health. Um, I just saw an article when I was talking about, uh, I was reminded of it when I was talking about Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, NEV. California car ban. Yeah, there it is. The most populous state in the in the in the United States, and the center of U.S. car culture. If that is such a thing, is banning the sale of new gasoline-powered vehicles in the year 2035, marking a historic step in the state's battle against climate change. I often wonder if, uh, like, let's, because that, th- this has happened. 13 years, you will not be able to buy a gasoline-powered vehicle in the state of California. The rule is forcing automakers to speed up production of cleaner vehicles beginning in 2026. The policy will not ban you from owning and driving conventional vehicles or from selling them on the used market. My first question is, so let's say um, a new uh, governor takes over in California, which will happen before 2035. Can they overturn that and bring it back? I mean, is that, or is that now written in stone? 
The rule issued by the California Air Resources Board yesterday is uh, forcing this all to happen. Zero emission cars, pickup trucks, and SUVs. The unanimous vote comes after Gavin Newsom set a target in 2020 to accelerate the shift from internal combustion engines. Now look, um, hey, it's all about the environment, okay? It isn't about cost. It isn't about grid. It isn't about, it's all environment. That's what they're trying to do there. I actually, I I am for this. I think, I don't care about the cost of it. I don't care about what it's going to take to get the grid up to speed. Um, for me, at this point in time, I am so knee-deep in believing, and I do believe, and you can't change my mind, that climate um, change is out of control and it's going to kill us all within our lifetimes that I think this is fucking great. I, uh, and now the, the people who don't want this to happen are people who don't believe about the runaway greenhouse gas effect. You think that I'm just a lefty, crazy idiot who's believing all the shit that's fed to me. Well, I mean, look at the scoreboard. Look at the world. Look at what we're dealing with on a regular basis. It's so bad now that when someone looks at me in the face and says, I don't believe anything about climate change. And then I I don't even want to talk to that person. I'm like, it pisses me off so bad at this point in time when someone talks like that. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. What the fuck is wrong with you? The transportation sector represents the largest source of greenhouse gas emissions in California, which has suffered from record-breaking wildfires, droughts, and air pollution worsened by climate change. That is a fact. Unavoidable. You can't deny any of that. It's all, there's actual proof. You can look at it with your own eyes. They're not lying to your eyes. To me, people who don't believe in climate change, I'm sorry. You come off as stupid. You come off as ignorant people who um, would rather just bury your head in the sand. It makes me angry when I hear about it. The decision is expected to have sweeping impacts beyond California and is likely going to pave the way for other states to follow suit. At least 15 states, including New Jersey, New York, and Pennsylvania. Basically, all the other states that don't allow corporal punishment have adopted California's vehicle standards on previous clean car rules. So I'm sorry, but this is another reason. I'm not sorry. This is another reason why Democrats have more intelligence than Republicans. They're wiser, they're smarter, they're less ignorant, and just better because of this reason right here. Republicans want you to burn. They want you to die because they want you to burn oil in your car. So they're trying to kill you. Why can't you believe that? 
Leanne Randolph, chairman of the California Air Resources Board, said the rule is one of the state's most important efforts yet to clean the air and will lead to a 50% reduction in pollution from cars and light trucks by 2040. That is awesome. The policy will not ban people from continuing to drive gas cars or from buying and selling them. I already read that. The rule will also allow automakers to sell up to 20% plug-in hybrids, huh? which have gas engines by 2035. So the car that we have now, that wouldn't be allowed. It'd have to be a plug-in hybrid, which is different than a gas-powered hybrid. This is great. I love it. You know who doesn't uh, like this? Ignorant sluts. Ignorant sluts would not like this ruling. Stupid people are, are, are like John Jamingo, who, of course, I knew I would draw that piece of shit out, are, are furious with this. A climate denier like John Jismongo would hate this because he's an evil person. We all know this. John says, what a nitwit. Good one. Eric believes humans can change the climate. You idiot. Do you not understand how the increased CO2 increases the greenhouse gas effect and causes runaway climate change? It's simple. Children know this. You reduce the CO2, you can absolutely prevent a runaway greenhouse effect. If you would stop burying your head in the sand, you would know this. But you're an ignorant, right-wing slut. That's why we love you. John. That's why your audience is full of inbred scum who I dismissed. You know? That's why the world is the way it is. John says they can't sustain electric vehicles. So you all will be walking. Ooh, where did you buy your crystal ball, John? Tell me about the, where, what crystal ball store you got it at where you can, you can look into the future. John's so dumb. He wrote, I don't deny climate change. I don't believe humans have an effect. That's bullshit. We absolutely caused it. You can look at the simple math as the, as industry and cars have populated the, uh, the world. You can see it on a graph, how it's taken off. We absolutely have affected it. That's the only reason why it's the main and most important reason. My God. What a dumbass. We've created the pollution that caused it. Thus, we must decrease the pollution to either keep it from getting worse or or reverse it. God. So dumb. Oh, I'm so glad you're here, though, because it allows me to beat you up like you deserve. An old, feeble-minded, unmoldable, unbendable mind like yours needs to have the shit beaten out of it from time to time. All right. So I applaud California for this. 
I do think now you have you have limited time. They have to go ahead and get these uh, infrastructure in place. They got to start now to be able to power all of these homes that are going to be supplying the energy to those cars. Okay. Um, so I think this is great. And when it's a success, it's going to be adopted by the rest of the world. And perhaps with a little luck, the, the world can end this climate problem, which is very real with sea levels rising. Uh, before long, we won't even have a winter in Michigan. And I would just like to point out how bold and brilliant I am for putting my foot down and taking the stand that I have taken. You are also absolutely blessed to have someone who is willing to step out on a ledge and proclaim the facts that I proclaim. You're welcome. Saucer full of pigs, which I'm guessing this is sarcastic. Thank goodness we have the boomer bunker to tell us the truth. You're not kidding. What a what a pack of misfits, John. Do you realize the echo chamber you've created there? I mean, it's it's uh, it's it's not sustainable. It's it's horrible. You're like a poverty version of Ben Shapiro. I'm not much better. All right. I'll let you guys battle it out with John. I don't know what his next podcast is. Hey, how are your, uh, how are the uh, group formerly known as Zaniacs doing? They having a good time? Are there any swinger parties being scheduled? Have you heard about any swinger parties? How's my buddy Nick doing? Is he still screaming at his wife too much? Has he posted on Facebook any apologies about having to be a better husband? Because that was a good one. I remember some time ago he posted some long, drawn-out drama about how, how he's too angry and he yells at his wife too much or some shit. Fucking hey, That's going to end horribly in about two years, by the way. You, mark my words. You're going to be alone. Okay. Uh, light at the end of the tunnel. Let me help your business. Reach out to me, Eric at EricZaneShow.com. I would love to talk about you on this podcast. Thank you very much. Like Bennett flooring installation. Slowly but surely installing all the flooring in the Eric Zane Show podcast household. If you are in West Michigan, reach out to them and they will come to your house. Measure the space and tell you by the end of the day how much it's going to cost to install the flooring. You want to help yourself out and save yourself some money, uh, rip the carpet up yourself. Okay, you got two dogs. They've been pissing all over the carpet for years. Your house smells like shit. Get rid of the carpeting now. Rip it up. Get the room ready. Johnson, I'm sorry, Bennett will come and measure, and then they'll turn around and give you a price. It's going to be lower than anybody else. If you want full service where they rip it out for you, they'll do that too. Okay. Bennett Flooring Installation, 616-318-0167. The cheapest way to install professional flooring, to professionally install your flooring. 
By the way, John, um, side note, thank you for the jokes. They're very funny for the roast. I think it's going to be a hit. You did a very great job, and I'm very proud of what you sent. I cannot wait to send more. I need more. If you even want to insult me, I'll read jokes about me and climate change, which you're wrong about, but since it's a joke, I'll read it. Send me more. You're right. You're very good at writing jokes. If you were only that funny on your show, why is everything so serious on your show? Why does it, why can't you, you joke more on your show? It's just, you guys just talking shit about politics and you just make up a point And then Bob goes, ah, 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 I don't want to play guitar. What was up with that one show a couple weeks ago where he started playing guitar and, uh, and then you said to him, hey, yo, yeah, you know, why don't you keep playing? It sounds good. He goes, I don't want to. I don't want to. And you said, why not? It sounds good. Come on, jam. He goes, I don't want to do it. Why? Because it, and you said, it sounds good. And he said, well, it doesn't sound good to me. Quit being a flake. Fucking rock. Jesus. Florian, I want you to uh, have installed. Buy it at uh, Johnson's Discount Outlet. This is uh, specific to West Michigan, obviously. They're located along Chicago Drive. As you approach that little downtown Granville area. They're right behind the Little Caesars on the north side of the street. Can't miss it. Beige building, giant warehouse, small red sign. Go in there, say hello to Kent, drop the E out of you, and uh, take a look at some of the terrific selection that they have in the warehouse. Uh, the inside of this place is not the prettiest flower. It's not supposed to be. It's a warehouse. You got piles and piles of inventory of the best top-selling brands on the market. Pick out what you want, leave with it, and off you go. It's deep discounted because they buy it in bulk and you're not going to pay as much for it as anywhere else, including the main store down the street. There you go. Mention my name, save 10%. Bosco's Pub is our last sponsor of the day. Thank you for listening to all of these sponsors. If it weren't for them, I wouldn't be podcasting. Bosco's Pub is part of Terra Square. Go there today, tomorrow for a burger or a drink or a Boscadilla. You know, pub food. The best burgers in town. I'm not even kidding you. They've won awards for their burgers. Cannot say enough about their burgers. Bosco's Pub, part of Terra Square, Hudsonville, Michigan. Uh, Football owner Jerry Jones of the Dallas Cowboys. He has a tendency to reference something that either he's trolling everybody or he just doesn't know. Sarah's going to Bosco's tonight. I'm sorry, Megan's going to Bosco's tonight. Maybe Sarah. 
I see for sure, Megan. All right. Audio, check. Video, check. Jerry Jones on the show, first take. With, uh, looks like he's talking to Michael Irvin there. Now he speaks hillbilly, so it's tough to understand him, but you'll be able to figure out what's going on here. I can't tell you how many times in my life when I have had it handed to me in a lot of different ways, but I went back to work, got up on Monday morning, and there it was. Glory hole. Right there in the middle of it. So that's a good thing? He wakes up and sees a glory hole? Hold on. I can't tell you how many times in my life when I have had it handed to me in a lot of different ways, but I went back to work, got up on Monday morning, and there it was. Glory hole. Right there in the middle of it. (laughs) So I got my ass kicked. I woke up and I went back to work and there it was. Glory hole. I think this is an age issue. I don't think anyone's told him that that is a hilarious thing to say. If I'm understanding correctly, this has happened in the past. He has said this before. Uh, and I had another example of it, but I don't know if I can, if I can get it right now. I don't know if this, uh, this article is loading up with the second time he said it too. Give me a second. I might be able to make that happen. Jerry Jones, glory hole. He's said it before. Happy 10th anniversary to Jerry Jones' glory hole quote. This is the first time that he said it. Uh, I think that's a part of leadership is to have some of the guys that have gone before that uh, have been disappointed uh, to share it with everybody involved. For me, it's a reminder. I, too, have been here 23 years. And uh, it is a reminder. I've been here when it was glory hole days, and I've been here when it wasn't. And so having said that, uh, uh, I want me some glory hole. (laughs) Okay, so they're all laughing at him, and he doesn't know why. I guess glory hole is a term used in the oil and gas industry where he made his money, okay? Like if, 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 uh, you know, the, the... Fucking oil starts coming out of the hole. Hey, it's a glory hole. But uh, he didn't, no one else knows that he's, he just thinks uh, the whole crowd is thinking he's talking about sticking his dick in a glory hole. I've been here when it wasn't. And so having said that, uh, uh, I want me some glory hole. (laughs) He doesn't know why they're laughing. So I have that perspective. Cracking up. He doesn't know why. This one's much better. I want me some glory hole. 23 years. And uh, it is a reminder. I've been here when it was glory hole days, and I've been here when it wasn't. I don't remember this. So having said that, uh, uh, I want me some glory hole. That's a great drop. That is a clean, clean drop. And then he's like, yeah, see? Yeah, I just killed it with the glory hole. Glory hole. I wonder why they're laughing at me. Well, I have that perspective. Oh, God, is that great? Oh, how how 
fantastic. The Cowboys PR department tried to clean that up 10 years ago, pointing out that besides the sexual connotation, Gloria Hole is also used to describe uh, in the oil and gas business. So it's probably an accident. But then you need to tell them, you know? After the, um, after the PR department cleans it up, you know, someone has to go, hey, boss, so you reference a glory hole. You're the only person in the world who thinks that it means that. Everybody else thinks you want to put your dick in a hole and have, you know, uh, uh, this is what a glory hole is. This is what you're telling these people. But no one, no one's telling them because they're scared of the guy. You got to have somebody there say, boss, you hired me to fix your shit. You're telling everybody that you want to stick your dick in a hole at a rest stop. That's what you're doing there. Holy cow. That's awesome. Michael Irvin's like, oh, no, he's doing it again. He's referencing a glory hole. Uh, John, asshole today brought to you by TC Paintball. John, climate denier. I believe in climate change. I just don't believe we can stop it. You're a climate denier. Do you spell denier, D-E-N-I-E-R? Or is it D-E-N-Y-E-R? I think it's D-E-N-I-E-R. Can someone help me? John, climate denier, Gizmongo. I think it is D-E-N-I-E-R. I'm glad I think that. Congratulations, John. You are the asshole of the day. If you're not going to be with me on the Patreon, why do you hate success? But if you're not, I want you to have a great day. I want you to make it the best day. Thank you very much for being part of this show. Have fun this weekend. It's a do-whatever-you-want weekend. And there you go. I got nothing else. Take care. I'll be on Big 101.3. Okay, I'm going to be doing a lot this weekend. Good to point out. I'm voice tracking Big 101.3. Hold on. Daisy. From 6 p.m. to midnight, Saturday and Sunday. You can see me on TV, WKTV.org, Saturday at 7. Or come see me live at Rogers Plaza. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. 
new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.